Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Let's lift our voice in prayer. I want you to pray with me. Thank you, Lord. Father, change us today. Lord, change us. Change my life. Lord, change my life. Lord, open up my eyes to see you in a new way, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give me eyes to see. Give me ears to hear. Lord, I pray that you would come alive, Lord, in, in my life again. Let Christmas, let the Christmas story, Lord, let the, let the story of your coming, your birth, Lord, let it come alive to me again, Jesus. Let my eyes see you in that, in that manger again. Let my eyes see you in that feeding trough again, Lord. Lord, open up our ears to hear, hear the cries, Lord, of the, of the angels as they sang out, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Lord, let us hear the sounds. Let us hear the, the story again, Jesus, today. Thank you, Lord. Tune us in, Father. Lord, I thank you for every person that's in this room today. I pray, Lord, that your presence would just envelop them right now. Lord, wrap your loving arms around each person. Lord, I thank you that no matter what they're going through, what they're facing today, Lord, that you're right there with them. Lord, your word says that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Lord, you're with us until the end of the age. Lord, you're with us. You're with us for all eternity. You're walking with us. You're walking by our side. Lord, I pray that every person in this room right now will know your presence, your peace, Lord, your love coming upon them. Lord, like, like a blanket from heaven. Lord, like, like the warmth of heaven coming down over the window seals of heaven. Lord, they'll know your love and your touch this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. If you believe that this morning, say amen, amen. that he's pouring out his love. Why don't you tell somebody this morning, you're looking pretty good. You can be seated. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles, you can go to Luke chapter 2. We're, we begin celebrating Advent today, uh, the coming of Jesus. You know, Advent is more, uh, we talked about this uh, uh, last year, I believe, and, and we'll talk about it again this year. Uh, but Advent is more than just celebrating the birth of Jesus. Advent, in, in its origin, was to celebrate the coming of Christ. Advent takes us all the way through January 6th, and it was about celebrating not just that he came as a baby, but that he's coming back. Jesus Christ, that same Jesus, the angels said and acts, the same Jesus that you've seen ascend into heaven is coming again. He's coming, and I, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for his coming. I, I, the more... The more I hear about COVID, the more I hear about politics, the more that I hear about our world falling apart, I just say, keep saying, let it rip, Jesus. There's a new heaven and a new earth coming. Let it rip. I am ready. <laughs> you know, I, I, my eyes are not focused on this world and the issues of this world. Yes, we have to take note and yes, we have to be aware, but we know that, that the days and, and the times in which we live are only going to get worse. So uh, I know everybody's looking for a solution. Everybody wants things to get better. Everybody wants uh, world peace, <laughs> right? Everybody wants things to get better. But, but unfortunately, they're only going to get worse. And we know that it is all wrapping up until the coming of Christ. And he's, he's moving the puzzle pieces around. It's not some governor. It's not some president. It's not some news media. Although they have a hand in it all. God is the one who's moving the puzzle pieces. God is the one who's ordering the steps. And, and it's all to wrap up the end of the age. So I hope you're ready. He's coming. I hope you're ready. He's coming. Just as he came as a baby. 
Just as he came in that, that stable with all of the animals, he's coming again. But he's not coming, he's not coming again in a stable. He's not coming again in a feeding trough. He's coming again, splitting the eastern sky as, as the conquering king, as the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. He's coming back, ruling and reigning victorious as the triumphant king. He's riding in on his white horse, on his white stallion, triumphant in victory. I don't, I don't know, if that doesn't excite you today, then you've had too much turkey and the tryptophan is affecting your body. You need to tune into your spirit man today and, and shake off all the dust of, of the turkey feast. <laughs> in Luke chapter 2, he's coming. In Luke chapter 2, in verse 8 is where we'll begin. It says, now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields. And you say, well, I've read this story a few times. That's okay. Maybe you can read it today differently. Maybe you'll hear it today differently. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. Now, I, I just have to pause and, and kind of make some editorial comments as we read through this. It, I don't know about you, but if I was out in a dark field by myself with a bunch of sheep, and all of a sudden a sh uh, an angel was standing there with me, I would probably be afraid as well. He says, don't be afraid. I, be I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. I'm coming to you. I'm telling you the joy first, but this joy, what I'm about ready to tell you is not just limited to you. It's for all people. It's not just a segment of society. The, the news that I'm bringing is for all people. It will bring great joy to all people. For there is born to you, everybody say that, born to me. In case you didn't say it, we'll do it one more time. I'll give you a, a chance to redeem yourself. Say it, born to me. This day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Born to me this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, <laughs> it wasn't just an angel. It was a multitude of angels announcing Jesus' birth. And they were singing, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And so it was that when the angels had gone from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass. I want to focus in this morning on, on, the, on verse 12, or excuse me, verse 11. It says, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We're living in, in perilous times. We're living in days uh, of, of distraction. We're living in days of hopelessness where people have gotten their eyes on when's the vaccine coming, what's, what's the latest COVID number, what's the latest political number. Everybody's got their eyes off and, and there's a, of what reality is and we're, we're focused in on numbers rather than the reality of things that are in front of us. The reality of things in front of us are, are not just about statistics and not just about who voted and who didn't vote. The reality of things in front of us is that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the promise of his coming is still true for you and I today, that he is our hope. Everybody say that. He is my hope. Jesus Christ is your hope. 
Jesus Christ is your hope. The Bible tells us in Hebrews that he is the anchor of our soul. This hope, Jesus Christ, is the hope that anchors our soul in the middle of life's storms, in the middle of life's troubles, in the middle of COVID, in the middle of a time where they hadn't heard the word of the Lord. There was 400 years where they hadn't heard the voice of God. It was dark times. It was perilous times. And in the middle of this season, in the fullness of time, the Bible says, Christ came. In the, in the Kairos moment, in the God moment, Christ came. Just as he came 2,000 years ago, in the Kairos moment, in the God moment, in the fullness of time, there's going to be a trumpet that sounds, there's going to be a shout from heaven, and the same Jesus. This is our hope that Christ is coming again. In Matthew chapter 12 and verses 18 through 21, it says, Behold, my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved and whom my soul is well pleased, I will put my spirit upon him and he shall proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel, he will not cry out, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. Man, isn't that the truth? That Jesus went proclaiming, repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And they heard nothing. They wanted miracles. They wanted a blessing. They wanted, they wanted to feel good about themselves. But they didn't hear the message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's the same today. Everybody wants to feel good about themselves. They want to go to church and be petted and told that they're, they can live their best life now and everything's going to be okay. That's not the message of the kingdom. The message of the kingdom is repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He's coming. That is the message of the kingdom. They didn't hear it. They didn't want to hear it. A battered reed he will not break off, and a smoldering wick he will not put out until he leads justice to victory. And in his name, I love this, in his name, the Gentiles will have hope. We have hope in his name. He is our hope. Colossians tells us that he is our hope in Colossians 1, 21 through 23. I want to focus in on what the angel's announcement says here of who Christ is and how he's our hope. In, in verse 11, it says, unto you this day a Savior is born. To you and I, we have a Savior in Jesus Christ. We have a Savior in Jesus Christ. Now, we have a hard time understanding in our natural minds what it means to have a Savior in Christ Jesus. That, that the creator of the world... I want you to think about for a moment the creator, the one who formed you out of the dust of the earth, the one who had the crazy idea to make you in his image out of the dirt of the ground, the one that had the idea to speak light be and light was, the one who had the crazy idea to fling the stars into the sky, the one who had the crazy idea to form the Milky Way and the earth and Mars and Venus and all the galaxies that are out, the one who formed all of this expanse stepped into humanity. The one who spoke it all into existence came as a man, as a human, and stepped into creation for you and I. We, we have a hard time understanding what it would even look like for an adult to become a child again. 
You know, if we were to talk in terms that we understand, you know, there was a movie a couple years ago, well, it's probably been a few years now, uh, Benjamin Button. If you remember the movie, Brad Pitt became, he was an adult and he aged reverse. He became a child. We have a hard time understanding what that means and what that even looks like, let alone the creator of the world becoming a man. That he emptied himself. Philippians 2 tells us, Let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. I want to read this out of the Passion Translation. I love this verse out of the Passion Translation. They don't have it upstairs, so I'm just going to read it, and you're going to have to listen. But uh, I know that's hard. Philippians chapter 2 and and verse 5 out of the Passion Translation. By the way, great. uh, it's not a study Bible, but it's a great Bible to just read and get another perspective. It says, and consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Now, I want you to notice this. this, I'm going to give you a free sermon sermonette here. I'm going to deviate from my notes and just give you a a little bit of, this is really powerful, so I want you to get this. Consider the example. Everybody say example. How do you live a good Christian life? Everybody wants to know, how do I... How do I live the you know, best life? Here you go. I'm going to tell you right here. It says, this is how you do it. Example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. So he's given us an example. I'm going to give you seven keys right here. I'm not, I'm not, this isn't my sermon, but I'll give you seven keys that Jesus gives to us about living a, a kingdom life, how to live a Christ-centered kingdom life. I'll, I'll probably preach this at some point, but this is just a good, good verse here. It says, let us have this mindset. What is a mindset? Have this worldview, have this perspective, have this belief, and let it be your motivation. Let it be your example. Let it be what inspires you to action. He existed in the form of God, yet gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. He was, he was God. Did we know that? In John chapter 1, it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And John 1.14 says that that word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we know that Jesus is God. He is the manifest, he is the in-person, the embodiment of who God says, what God says about himself, and who God thinks about himself. He's He's the physical form, manifestation of God to us. And so we see that. That's, that's what the, the disciples, the apostles taught us, that we've seen him, we've beheld him. It's God's expression of himself. That's, that's Jesus. So let's have this mindset, that he existed in the form of God, yet gave no thought, seizing equality with God. Instead, what did he do? Verse, verse 7, instead he emptied himself of his outward glory. By reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. So what did he do? He Number one, he emptied himself. He gave. He gave himself. For God so loved the world that he gave. He gave himself to become your sacrifice and my sacrifice. He emptied himself. He gave himself. And what did he do? He kept going. Not only did he empty himself, but he became a human. 
Not only did he say, I'm going to come into earth. He didn't just come as a conquering king into earth. He didn't come as, as the Lord of lords and the king of kings into earth. He came as a human to earth. He chose the lowliest form. He took on the, the lowliest possible form and became a baby for you and I. Think about that. Incapable of, of taking care of himself. The, the ruler and creator of all things took on the form of a baby. Babies, are, they, they can't care for themselves. They, they don't know how to nurture themselves. He was absolutely dependent upon his mother to take care of him and his, his daddy to take care of him, his earthly father to take care of him. Joseph and Mary had to raise him up. Joseph and Mary had to take care of every need that he had. They had, to, they had to change his diapers. They had to feed him. They had to burp him. They had to teach him how to walk. They had to get him toys to play with. They had to teach him what it meant to be a young man and then a young adult and, and how to grow into manhood. They had to teach him all these things. He, he became the lowliest form for you and I. When he could have rode in on chariots of fire, he could have dispensed angels at his, at his beck and call and, and, and driven his chariot of fire in and said, I'm the conquering king and everyone must bow but, and, and appeared as a dictator. But that's not what he did. He emptied himself. He gave himself and became a human for you and I. He humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man. He chose to become vulnerable for you and I. What do you think about the vulnerability of humanity? Think about the vulnerability. I mean, we see it played out before us right now. The vulnerability of, of humanity to a pandemic. The vulnerability of humanity to our finances and our resources and tangible things. The vulnerability of humanity to relationships with other people. The vulnerability of humanity to all the things that are around us. The creator of the world became vulnerable for you and I. And he chose to be revealed as a man. And he was obedient. He was obedient even to death. He was obedient even to death, death by crucifixion. There was a plan from the eternal ages of the past that, that if Christ came, that if, that if Jesus would come, the, the manifest person of God would come and step into creation, that he would pour out, the Father would pour out his spirit upon all flesh, that, that there was coming a time, there would be a day, an age where, where God saw you in your sin, in your mess. There was a day, an eternity past, where God saw you in the pit of despair. God saw you in your sinful slavery. God saw you in your bondage to sin. God saw you in your bondage to drugs. God saw you in your bondage to relationships. God saw you in your bondage to success. God saw you in your bondage to religious garbage and mess. 
Does anybody hear me this morning? God saw you from eternity past and he said, not, I'm not going to just send a, another lamb or another sacrifice, but I will make a way where there is no way, where there seems to be no hope, where there seems to be absolute depravity and sin and brokenness and despair. I will come and I will rescue humanity. I will become the lamb that was slain for their sins. Jesus, our Savior, came as a man for you and I. You and I today do not have uh, just a, a lamb sitting in heaven representing us on the altar. You and I don't have a turtle dove flying around the altar in heaven representing us before the Father today. You and I have a heavenly high priest and he is a man and his name is Jesus. He's a Jewish man and he's sitting on the throne ruling and reigning all things today by the word of his power. That's my king. He's ruling and reigning over our lives today. So my Jesus, he's my savior. He came and, and stepped into creation for me. He came as a man for you and I. You know, the, the watering trough, the, the stable in the manger, you know, we, we talk about the, the manger. What is a manger? What is, you know, what is that all about? You know, what is that? It was a feeding trough or a watering trough. It was where the animals came and drank and ate. I don't, I don't know if you've been on a farm lately or have seen a, a feeding trough, an animal feeding trough, or if you have a pet, think about your dog bowl, food bowl. Think about how nasty those are. I don't know about you, but, but when, when Jonathan, Zoe, and Asher were born, we did not go find the nearest feeding trough to lay our newborn babies in. We don't, right? We, we want to find the best hospital. We want to find the, the best doctor. We want to find the best nurses, the best everything. They, is it clean? You know, is it safe? Is it sanitary? You know, when, when Ellie, baby Ellie was born, is, do we have to worry about COVID? Do we, you know, all those things, you know? What does that look like, you know? And having a baby in the middle of a pandemic. And all, all of the things that we think about to make sure that one moment is clean, it's pristine, it's a moment of rejoicing, it's, it's a time for mom and dad and, and baby, Right? But here we find Joseph and Mary in some of the worst situation. They, they, she had just traveled on a donkey, nine months pregnant, <laughs> across the desert. There's no place for them to stay. Joseph didn't think about this journey ahead of time. He was like most men and said, we'd find a hotel when we get there. <laughs> And all the rooms were full. I'm sure there were some, uh, some wonderful marriage counseling opportunities in that relationship at that point. They weren't, they weren't married. They were engaged to, to be married. And, you know, 
I love our children, but I did not have any angelic visitations when, when Heather got pregnant with our children. <laughs> uh, and, you know, as great as having kids were, uh, there, there was no angelic visitations, there was no singing, you know. I don't know, I don't know how... Um, Giving birth is not the most pleasant of experiences. And here you have Mary and Joseph, and all of this is taking place out in the barn. And and baby Jesus is being put in the feeding trough, in the place where the animals would come and drink. If anyone's thirsty, I hear Jesus' words echoing. If anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink.